Hello, everyone. It's Linda Michaels from HR Spot, which is a podcast for the small business owner. And today we're going to talk about the qualities of great managers and how to develop them. So if you think about your favorite manager, think about like what made them your favorite. Was it the success you earned while working with them? Your employer must have evaluated them based on metrics like team productivity or turnover rates. Great managers are usually good at landing productive, low turnover teams, but those aren't the things their employees remember. So what about them left such an indelible mark on you? Perhaps this manager was easily approachable and worthy of your trust, Perhaps they effectively led your team through a major change and had your back the whole way. Or maybe it was always their laser focus uh, and developing their team, especially developing you. So in our view, the success of a manager is defined by the success of the people they lead. So when we rate managers' performance based largely on how their team is doing, That's what we believe success is. So let's talk a little bit about some of that. So some bad management practices are rampant, but that can change. So unfortunately, the terrible manager remains a popular character in our collective conscientiousness and for good reason. There's... No shortage of managers unwise promoted into the role or given insufficient training to manage people well. So you've got a micromanager, the bully, the leader who plays favorites, and the boss who emails subordinates in the middle of the night only to not be available for clarification or responses during the workday. You've likely met or heard about this type of manager who frequently blows off meetings, neglects to give the needed details on a project, or takes credit for the work of others. Horror stories abound in review sites, online communities, and conversations across the land. So with bad management practices so rampant, it's easy for people to forget that there are lots of managers who do their job well. Many do it exceptionally well, and that's why I want to talk about some of the characteristics of the best manager and what businesses can do to hire, promote, and develop these leaders. So some of the qualities of best managers are um, they work hard to improve their work lives of their team. A big part of that is setting and communicating clear expectations Good managers focus on performance so their people get better at what they do. This includes empowering employees to identify development areas that matter to them most. Another big part is facilitating cooperation so that way their reports work better together and better with other teams. Best managers also recognize and advocate for their people. They listen carefully to know what their people need to be successful, and they aim to deliver it. These managers are empathetic, understanding, and supportive. They listen to their people. They have a keen understanding of what motivates and inspires them. They're available to troubleshoot problems, brainstorm ideas, and provide guidance on projects. 
They communicate effectively and correct mistakes in ways that build people up rather than tear them down. They teach what they know and always seek to learn, and they have an eye for equity. That sounds like an incredible manager. Uh, I have to tell you, in my many, many years of doing HR, this is not what I normally see. Um, And it still holds true today that people uh, leave managers. They don't leave companies, they leave managers. And that's why they cause the turnover. So let's talk about developing your best managers. So if you have managers or the people you intend to promote into management and they don't have the qualities that I talked about, don't worry. There are traits and behaviors that can be taught and nurtured. Managers also need to be managed. So let's talk about some ways that you can build more effective managers and nurture the the traits that make them great. First, Train new managers after you've promoted them. When you promote a stellar employee into a managerial role, you must also give them the tools to successfully manage people. They may feel ready to lead a team, but it's up to the employer to be certain that they know the responsibilities involved and how your company wants them to execute those responsibilities. Also consider that managers are building a new team. Do they have the resources to successfully interview candidates? Can they perform tasks in your applicant tracking software? Can they communicate with HR or recruiting about the process? Your newer, less experienced leaders may have ideas about what they want to manage based on their experience as employees, but that's not enough. So to build truly successful managers, leadership may need to go back to the basics and provide not only the basic level of training, but clear avenues for answers, guidance, and support. Should these new managers go their own managers first, or should they go to HR with questions or problems? These are things that should be spelled out and communicated, even if you think it might be obvious. It also doesn't hurt to prepare the new manager for the role before you hire or promote them into it. Talk to them about what the job will be like, especially if they haven't managed before. Go over what's needed and what's nice to have. Be open about struggles and the stress new managers can expect to experience and make sure that they have the desire to manage. Secondly is practice presence. Most managers don't want or have the time to micromanage. They hope that their direct reports have the skills and knowledge to do the job they were hired to do. And also uh, they take a hands-off approach and let their direct reports get to it. Or they're too busy with their own projects to do anything more than basic managerial duties. But that's a sure way that projects or tasks go off the rails, especially if managers don't make themselves available for troubleshooting or provide clarity on instruction. Remind your managers that treat silence from their director reports as an opportunity to check in and off the ear problem solve or simply cheerlead them. Check-ins don't have to be formal, overwhelming, or take more time than necessary. Software programs that allow employees to note what they're doing 
what they're working on and bringing up obstacles and sharing these with their manager can be a great tool so they don't have to take any more than a few minutes at a time. Less formal but still productive, a scheduled check-in call gives managers insight uh, into projects and helps employees feel heard and celebrated. Thirdly, guide the guiders. Good managers don't necessarily have all the answers, but they know where to turn to get them. Leadership uh, should aim to provide managers at all levels with the resources and training they need to do their best for their direct reports. Do your people leaders have access to mentors either inside the company or with partners or resource groups? And do you encourage these relationships? Newer newer managers might not know immediately how to handle a situation where an employee has a health crisis or a family issue that suddenly takes them away from work. Do your managers know where to turn? Is there an outline uh, for information and guidance for for situations managers may be presented with? Or do you rather they immediately bring the issue to HR? Programs can be robust, such as mandatory manager training scheduled throughout the year or simple as setting up an internal messaging process um, in which ways that managers can support each other. Whether your company has a budget for formal training or not, connections can and should be made to, be, to support managers. If you are not sure where your managers could you guys use guidance or development, ask them. They're more likely to be engaged in their development if they have a say in what they're learning. And number four, promote teamwork among managers. Are your managers operating as a team? Each of your managers has a distinct personality and approach to management that affects their leadership style. One may be highly self-driven while others uh, need deadlines to motivate action. One may focus on building their team's strengths, another on correcting their team's weaknesses. One may communicate a lot and the other only a little. These differences can work, but they can also cause confusion and inequity, whether real or imagined. For instance, employees who report to work with more than one manager may not know what is expected of them, or if they find themselves overworked if their managers don't coordinate workloads. Cross-team efforts may be delayed or even ruined due to misunderstandings or failures to communicate. The company should be guided by several conflicting personalities instead of a single unified company culture. And in extreme cases, inconsistency in management practices may lead to discriminatory uh, practices or claims. To bring managers together, you need something to unite around them. This should be your company culture, the personality of the organization, its mission and values, working environment, policies, and practices. Ensure your managers are following consistent management practices, making good decisions aligned with the values of the company, and regularly communicating with one another about their needs, obstacles, and workforce changes. Neither good managers or bad managers exist in a vacuum. They either have the support or the inattention of company leadership. The latter is too dangerous of consequences. A culture of poor management can lead to employee dissatisfaction, burnout, and increased turnover, all of which can be costly. 
An investment in selecting with intention and training your managers is not just an investment in them, but it's an investment in the company. So here's where I'm going to give a plug for AZHR Hub. My company offers uh, leadership training, and these uh, specifically are for new managers who were individual contributors and now being promoted into management. We take them through several modules of anything on effective communication, uh, what some of the immediate employment laws they need to know, how to have effective one-on-ones with their team, what is their leadership style, and how should they be directing a team. That's just a small flavor of things that we teach uh, newly promoted um, managers. The other thing that we offer is um, everything DISC. And so we can also do DISC assessments and training for the management team as well as the employees, understanding everyone's DISC style and how managers can work with their team. And then lastly, we do um, agile EQ and effective behaviors where managers can learn about the different um, EQ levels of their, their team and themselves as well as behaviors and how to effectively lead various types of personalities and behaviors. So if you're interested in any of those trainings I just mentioned, feel free to reach out to me, lynda at azhrhub.com. The information's also on our website at um, azhrhub.com. Thank you so much for your attention uh, for this episode. And we believe it's truly important to really spend the time and and the investment in developing your managers for future leadership. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.